Well, welcome to Bible Learning Cup this Saturday. I'm your host. And you know, as I predicted, I got up this morning to check my listener account. Yesterday I told you that uh, I gave kind of a, a hot, if you will, a little talk about my thoughts on going to war, nations going to war, the misdeeds, the atrocities, and things like that. And I made the statement that I knew when I woke up this morning I would lose a lot of my listeners. Happens every time. We're talking like over 10%. Sure enough, I got out. Did a quick check of the listeners, and over 10% of them we lost. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but I just, once in a while, I just have to, to, to speak speak those things uh, as what I believe is from Scripture. Well, anyway, let's go on to a little different one now. Transhumanism. Have you heard about that? This transhumanism uh, is really something like you're reading about it more and more. Uh, it's even in the Christian circles, and then there's some commentary there. Mainline stuff and magazines are now having little articles, blurbs on transhumanism. Now, boy, it, I've done a little looking into it. It's not like one thing. At, at the very worst, it's like taking a shot, a nasty cocktail of all kinds of things in this, in this inoculation. And somehow this reacts with, uh, for instance, the cell phone towers, some people say, and it kind of peps you up or helps guide you. And then there's talks about having an interface right actually into your brain. Uh, sometimes called harvesting brain waves, and they've done this already with that little Oculus Rift type devices they put on you. And then it goes a little farther where they have an implant. Somebody implants either the base of your skull or this, that, and the other, uh, you know, super soldier type stuff. But there's not one thing transhumanism. In other words, it's like conspiracy. It's the easiest thing in the world to charge a man or a woman with. It's the hardest thing to prove. You know, you could say, well, that guy had some gasoline out in his garage. And shoot, we went to his house, and there was a, a glass bottle there. He could have made a, a, a firebomb out of it. So they're going to take you to jail or prison. Uh, but, you know, how are you going to prove? Maybe, you, and rightly so, you had no idea that gasoline was, could have been for your lawnmower, and the bottle was something you were doing, you know, to fill, kept some water there to fill the fish tank. I mean, it's just a crazy thing, transhumanism. It covers a lot. Now, many people, as you get up higher into this, are trying to reach what we call immortality. And that basically is, is like a covenant that you're not going to die. Uh, remember the guy, Ted Williams, the guy that was the sports figure back in the old days of the Sears catalog, and he was a big spokesman. Well, he went to one of these cyrogenic labs, they actually decapitated him on purpose, froze his head, and then, of course, the company started to lose money. Hey, we're going to do we got all these heads in cyrogenic states here. And somebody took a picture of it. I don't know if it's still on the Internet, of his Ted Williams is frozen ahead thinking he was going to live forever. And boy, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Now, our friend over there in Isaiah 28, now Isaiah 28, that's the guy that right off the bat talks about drunkardness, drunk, being a drunk. Now here, right here at Bible Learning Cup, personally, I believe that drinking a small amount of high quality red wine is right. I think if you have something like asthma or restless leg syndrome, you might get some benefit from it. I think Jesus modeled responsible drinking of high quality red wine with a meal. And if you choose not to do it, well, so much, some people, to, but drunkenness will get you in a real bad way. We'll talk about going to hell. So there's a line there, being a drunk and taking some wine for your stomach's sakes, your infirmities. So anyway, back to Isaiah 28. As you get down, there's guys there that actually want to make a covenant with death or hell, just like a cyrogenic lab or transhumanism says you can achieve immortality and basically ease God kind of away from there, clear off the table. Well, let's take a look, Isaiah 28, 18. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. It talks about the overflowing scourge. Now, this is God basically doing the talking. It doesn't say, hey, you guys are having a monkey around with uh, uh, covenants. That doesn't work. No, you, they actually had a covenant with death. 
So much so it had to be disannulled. If God disannuls the covenant, baby, it's gone. You're, you're not going to have an appeal or a higher court to appeal it to. From, you know what I'm saying? So somebody talks to you about immortality and cheating death, they call it, or having an agreement with, with hell. Isaiah 28, 18 will give you another little look at it. The way out of this thing to achieve immortality is Jesus Christ, God's son. He teaches you how to do it. It's called the born again experience. You've heard it here many times. Can you say, yes, I believe that God died on that cross in the form of Jesus Christ, or forget that. Let's just say, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I believe when he shed his blood for me, I'm saved. God sees me as a saved person now. I'm going to heaven with Christ. That's very simplistic, I know. If you want to take some water baptism, so much the better. If you don't, the thief on the cross made it just fine without the water baptism. Try your best to do what's right by the Bible. Try to give glory to God. Read it cover to cover. It won't hurt. Goodbye.